You are now listening to the Fantasy Whisper Podcast with your hosts, Johnny, Game Time Hicks, and Big Travi. Well, hello and welcome to the Fantasy Whispers Podcast. This is episode 23. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks, and that's my partner, Big Travi. And we're here to give you that fantasy football fix right before the Thursday night games. Big Travi, we got an awesome jam-packed episode today. We're going to be talking about all those Week 2 matchups already. We're into Week 2. Oh, I'm so excited, Travis. How are you doing, buddy? Doing great, brother. We're going to dive right into these previews. I am super jacked about it. I'm almost a little hesitant, though. You know, they say all the good things go by so fast. I feel like it's going by fast already, brother. We're jumping into week two previews already. I mean, damn, dude. Slow down a little bit. Right? I like savor, I, I, I want to savor this week one win. Dude, I, I know you I, I don't I, I know you don't know nothing about that this well, week, but uh I mean I, I, do. I do in some leagues I don't. I can't win them all. However, I wanna say <laughs> like it, it just seems like it's crazy. It just seems like yesterday we were recording episode one. You know, we were talking about the the season being, you know, two months away and Dude, we're already in week two already, and we're we're breaking down those week two matchups. But first, before That's we right. do that, big Travi, we got a little news and notes to to take care of. Let's jump on in here. News and notes from around the NFL. That's right. Our news and notes are brought to you by Fanatic Johnny. That's F A N. A-T-I-Q. That's where fantasy meets IQ. Johnny, we tell the people we are sponsored by Fanatic. They have our rankings right there on their app. If you go to the app store, you look up Fanatic, just how I spelt it there, you can get yourself a great app. Basically, it has all it has three different news sources uh, or news feeds with built within. It has back to back to back games that uh, these each player has, and it has charts and stats. And the important thing for the people to know is that they're always updating this every day. So get out there and download it and know that with each new update, more and more features become available. This thing has got pretty much everything you need to win the week, win the next, and win your league. All right, Big Travi. Jumping in here, we got we got quite a bit of news and notes, uh, news and notes to go over. First off, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, your boy, he called his injury a sprained knee. He said he didn't take any pain medication on Sunday night because he doesn't like them. There was a lot of adrenaline, he said, and it's pretty sore the last three days. Uh, do you, if if they had to play the game today or tomorrow, I should say, if they were the Thursday game, do you think they're playing and... Do you think they're going to play on Sunday? Do you think he's going to play on Sunday? They go against the Minnesota Vikings. That defense looked awfully scary last week against Jimmy G. I don't know if I would trust to roll out Aaron Rodgers, but then again, you know, you and I had this conversation. I didn't think they should roll him out against the Bears, and I was proven wrong quite quickly. Yeah, here's my thing. I'm going to have differing opinions here, mostly because I'm a fan and I love Aaron Rodgers' legend. And his moxie. I love everything he's that's a, that he's about. Uh, as our our buddy uh, uh, Steve A. Smith would say, he's a bad man. Yep. And here's the thing: 
Uh, we have a very tough division, especially with Minnesota. We need to try and steal every game we can away from our divisional opponents. And so for me, if that guy wants to play, we saw what happens when he wanted to play the last time. And this was just this last Sunday against the Bears. He told the doctor, yeah, I'm going. He told Mike McCarthy, yeah, I'm going. And he told uh, NBC after the game, yeah, I'm going to play next week. I have all the faith in him if he knows. Listen, Johnny, he beats everybody in the game by that mental game that he has. So if this guy thinks and is on that level that I can play, I got to trust him, man. That That's one of his biggest weapons is his brain. So I, I he's wicked smart. I, I love everything about it. Put him in. Let's go. All right. We got the Ravens have placed running back Kenneth Dixon on injury reserved and signed running back Lance Turner to the active roster from the practice squad. What kind of impact do you think this has on Alex Collins or um, or the other running back over there? Uh, Buck Allen. Buck yeah. Allen, excuse me, if any. Uh, here's my thing. I think it's a, in a, it's an uptick for both. I think it's an uptick for Alex Collins, Buck Allen. I think it's more of an uptick for Collins, who actually saw, you know, just – over a half, just over half of the carries that Buck or that uh, Kenneth Dixon had. So Kenneth Dixon came in, had more carries, and then now he's hurt. So story, you know, tell me if you've heard this before. Kenneth Dixon is hurt and going to the IR. I mean, this is this guy's story. This is why they, you know, were very disappointed in him. Uh, and it's unfortunate for the guy. I, he's got a lot of talent. I thought he could be something, but the bottom line is, is they have not drafted anybody. They've not picked up anybody of significance. I think Alex Collins is going to be their guy. And it's just funny. It's kind of ironic, Johnny. They they don't seem to want to trust him, and yet he always seems to be the guy they have to turn to. So yeah. uh, I think or, whether or, or not they know, like it that or we like it, Alex Collins is going to be that guy. I, you know, and, and, you know, Brashad Perriman was kind of like Kenneth Dixon, you know, of the wide receiver, and they just let him go. I can honestly see I, – I honestly think that – you know, Kenneth Dixon is probably going to be gone after this after the season. You got to think, but yeah. All right, moving yeah, I, on. I would, I would we guess. have uh, the the Titans injury report. Corey Davis was limited due to a hamstring injury. Never like to see hamstring injuries. Yeah, we've seen a number of them. You know, Leonard Fournette is another one that said that uh, he came out of last Sunday's game with a hamstring injury. The coach also said that was a minor one. They do expect him to play this weekend. Against New England, but Travis, you never like to see these soft tissue injuries. Yeah, no, and especially for a guy like Davis who's going to you know, use his downfield speed, who's going to need to turn it on on every single play in order to get open. Uh, I just I don't like it. we got to monitor this, and it just seems like this Titans offense that had so much promise, and we'll get a little bit more into it, just doesn't have that shine, that, that glimmer to it that we thought it would have coming into this season. All right, so some pretty big uh, news right here. Uh, Patriots running back Rex Burkhead, concussion, sits out Wednesday's practice. Travis, this could have pretty big implications on James White. He could be the bell cow, yeah. and we could see the first glimpse of Sony Michel this weekend. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Patriots go and sign somebody either. Uh, I'd like to yeah. see uh, what happens with that, but... Yeah, um, we'll see if Sony Michelle gets activated. We'll see what happens with Burkhead. Maybe he makes the turnaround quickly. Um, we'll get into this preview, and I'll tell you why I'm really high on Jan not only James White, but 
Oh, I'm, I should say only James White and Gronkowski for the Patriots this weekend. Yeah, I bet you they're really wishing they didn't let it go of uh, Mike Gilsley, for that's for sure. <laughs> All right, the, the Colts Maybe. running back, Marlon Mack, practice today. Says with a good week, he could make his season debut on Sunday versus Washington. If he is good to Return go, Return of the Mac. Ooh. If, if, Return if he, of the Mac. If he's good to go, Travis, are you rolling him out there? Yeah, well, I, I shouldn't say I'm rolling him out there, but I did go. Amazingly enough, in one of my money leagues, Johnny, somebody had dropped Marlon Mack. Of course, it is a, only a, a five-spot bench, uh, so I understand maybe they you know, were giving up on it. Sure. But I, I picked him up. I'm definitely stashing him. I want to see what this is like. We, you and I both said we liked what we saw out of Mack uh, in preseason. We got to watch this, though. It seems to be like it's shaping up like Philly. I mean, Naheem Hines got... A ton yeah. of targets in this game. Uh, Wilkins got a ton of looks at, uh, or a ton of carries. Um, Christine Michael's still on the roster. And guess what, dude? Robert Turbin's going to have to come back, yeah. too, at some point. So, and he looked good uh, as well. I just think, he looked yeah, good in preseason as well. I just think there's so many guys here. It may be tough for him to carve it out. But if Matt comes in and does work, he can catch. So if he, if he can just stay on the field as that guy, uh, you know, there, there's, some, there's some value there in an Andrew Luck-led offense. All right. David Johnson was limited in Wednesday's practice with a back injury. Travis, I, I think I got to think this is more precautionary than anything. He didn't see a major workload this past weekend. He only had nine carries, um, but he had, you know, he caught quite a bit of passes out of the backfield, but he wasn't used too much. And, you know, as anyone can tell you, this this Cardinals team didn't look very good last week. And if you take David Johnson out of it, uh, I would hate to even watch that game. Um, so I, I tend yeah. to think that this is a little bit more precautionary than anything. But stay tuned, and and we'll we'll keep you updated on this one for sure throughout the weekend. And yeah, I, I would just say that David Johnson's maybe the only option in Arizona I like. We'll jump into that game yep, yep. in preview, but uh, monitor the back spasm or the back thing. Like you think about Marshawn Lynch and some of the ways that his back bothered him for these guys that take a lot of hits uh, at the running back position. Yep. All right. And then the last bit of news before we jump into today's show, we got the Steelers game week. They have taken Le'Veon Bell off of their, their depth chart. That's right. Their depth chart no longer says Le'Veon Bell listed. It just says James Connor and a bunch of scrubs. No, I'm just kidding. I, I apologize if, if you're one of those backups and you're watching the show. We do appreciate you. Um, but James Conner, for all purposes, Travis, locked and loaded RB1? Yeah, until we see something different, it seems like he's getting exactly the same usage as Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. And, you know, this, this kind of seems like one of those pissing contests to me. Like, the Le'Veon Bell is seen maybe part during during his time off and so then the Patriots or the sorry the Steelers take him off the depth chart uh, I just think that eventually this is going to come to a head Johnny over or under week 10 for a return for Le'Veon Bell you know if you would have asked me this last week I would have said under for sure I, I thought maybe the first couple of weeks maybe the first month but based on his actions and then what the Steelers are doing as a reaction to those circumstances and the fact that 
you know, James Conner, whether you want to say it or not, he got the job done last week. You can't blame James Conner for that loss. Yes, he did have a a fumble and he did have the he did have the fumble, fumble, but it's not like it's not. Other than that, he was he was spectacular. Okay, I I mean you're you're right. Ben Roethlisberger had had so many turnovers. It's hard to say the one the one turnover that that James Conner had was the reason they lost. I I I would beg to differ. So for for me, I think they're going to continue to roll with James Conner. I think he's more than durable enough to be what they want him to be and fortunately for fantasy owners I think they're going to continue to display him they're going to continue to try to prove to Le'Veon Bell you're not as as cool as you think you are and you are unlike unlike uh or or should I say just like the Beyonce song you are not irreplaceable you know, to the left, to the <laughs> left. I got James Conner here. Okay, so how ironic! Like you don't wish this on anybody, and especially yeah. not James Conner's come back from cancer. But how ironic would this be? As if in the Steelers' pride, they run Conner into the ground and get this guy hurt just to prove a point to Le'Veon Bell, and then they have to welcome Le'Veon Bell back in. Ooh. And, I hope. I, I, I mean, hope just, that's not just the, the case. scenarios, the storylines and scenarios. I do. I do yeah. too. I just the storylines and the scenarios because we want to sit here and call Bell immature for what he's doing. Some of this stuff the Steelers have done this relationship with Bell, they haven't been bright and shiny themselves. Uh, yeah. They haven't been upstanding as an organization themselves. Yeah. Um. So it's just it'll just be interesting to see how this one plays out. Mm-hmm. For me, I kind of still think it's the under, but with he, every week, you know, it just gets a little bit more. I get a little bit more nervous. And I won't lie, I had I had preached about getting multiple shares of those top guys between Gurley and Bell and Johnson if you had multiple picks. Luckily for me, I just couldn't pull the trigger. I've ended up with more shares of Gurley, yeah. and I'm sitting here pretty and not stressing out over it. Now, right. uh, we know Le'Veon Bell's story. If he's back, I mean, he's back-to-back years with 50 points in the playoffs So yeah. uh, to open the playoffs. So, like, I think you're going to be lo- loving him coming back. So. And and just one more thing before we move into the show uh, on touching on James Conner. He had 36 total touches last week. All right. It, let's just look at the rushes. If Le'Veon sits out until week 10, you're looking at a running back still who's going to get, let's say he doesn't get 36. Let's say they lower that to 25 you're still looking at like 220 to 250 touches for a running back. That's more than most running backs get in a full season. You got to love the outlook of James Conner moving forward. And yeah, that, that's the, the other interesting part about this, right, Johnny? Like when Bell back, how much do they have Bell carry now? I mean, the logic says they'll use him like they used to use him just because he's not going to be there anymore. But yeah. how long does it take to get to that? usage so uh, it only took one week last year i'm interested to see how this plays out it's definitely it's definitely entertaining that's for sure all right big travi let's jump on in the show let's give the people what they want all right buddy we're gonna start this show off with thursday night preview and that is the baltimore ravens versus the cincinnati Bengals. point total is a little harsh right now in vegas 44 it's pretty low and it's a it's a pick 'em. Um, so some could say that the Baltimore Ravens are favored based on the fact that the Bengals are at home. Usually that grants yeah. you at least three points. Um, so 
Travis, you want to jump in here with a little bit of uh, insight? You want to start with the Baltimore Ravens here and, and what your fantasy outlook for the Baltimore Ravens tomorrow night is. Yeah, really, the, because of the point total, because of it being a divisional battle, I'm really only interested to see Alex Collins here. I really am only comfortable firing him up. Basically, I, I we talked about it at the top of the show. I expect his usage to go up. Uh, from the seven carries, the measly seven, seven carries from last week. I actually like to see him get a, some more passing game work. Hopefully they work him in. They, he was he was okay in limited work last year, so I'd like to see what happens. Uh, obviously, Buck Allen's there, but with Dixon gone, are they going to try and feature Collins more? I tend to think that they will. I think this is probably um, the most – you're probably more confident in Collins going into this week than you are last week just based on the depth at the running back position for me. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, if, I think one yeah. interesting note, Travis, would you consider Alex Collins a buy low right now? You know, you might have some owners. You'd have to pull the trigger relatively quick, uh, being that the game is tomorrow night. But this defense in in the Bengals' uh, front front line uh, D line is is actually pretty solid. They didn't really give up too much last weekend to the Colts. Yeah, it would be. Would you Colts consider- line is a little bit worse. Than when than Baltimore's, I would actually yeah, and there and there's guys like Lashawn McCoy, who I am a get out of that situation as fast as you can on Lashawn McCoy mm-hmm. because everything just keeps getting trending the the wrong direction and maybe there's an uptake for Shady because of Josh Allen starting. I don't think it's much, um, and so for me, Alex Collins is running behind a, a productive line that got Marshall Yonda back this year and. If you look at Joe Flacco last week, and yes, I know it was against the Bills, but the Bills were a good defense last year. Mm-hmm. Joe Flacco was balling on them and in the red zone. And so for me, that just lets me know like the Ravens could be a really good offensive weapon. I want a guy who's going to be their red zone back, their goal line back in that offense, as opposed to a LaShawn McCoy. Like how many times are they going to be in scoring range this year? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, if you want to look at the wide receivers, John Brown, uh, and Michael Crabtree both scored a touchdown last week. Actually, so did Willie, Willie Sneed as well. Yeah. Um, are you confident starting any of these guys? No, and what, what seemed to be like would be the number one, and that's all you would want, now seems to be a, a wide receiving core that has a lot of mouths to feed. So who is Joe Flacco? Like, who separates, if any, or is it going to be one of those, those things where you just kind of got to play a matchup, and when they're going against a team, they could blow out similar to what they did to to Buffalo, you got to hope you have a piece of that. I do like. I think that John Brown has the most upside of these three. Yeah, I and I, I'm really that. stashing him. Uh, but I'm not confident in starting any of those guys here. I am excited to kind of get that litmus test on Joe Mixon though in this game. You talked about it a bit in our last episode. You wanted to see Mixon. You didn't want to take away from Mixon's. Uh, you know, giving him some credit as you should because he's he's talented and he's mm. way better than Royce Freeman. So. Oh. Oh, well, uh, we'll see. What, well, I mean, I can't hang on him too much. He's a he's a sooner. So uh, I, I watch yeah. a lot of Joe Mixon. So but yeah, Joe, Joe Mixon uh, against this tougher like you you stated against the tougher uh, Ravens defense here. How does he hold up here? You know, you got A.J. Green talking him up a bit. His coach talking him up a bunch. Mixon looking good. This will be a nice litmus test for those that are really high on Mixon this week and maybe provide you an opportunity to buy low on Mixon if he comes and puts up a stinker. So that's something to, to take a look at. All right. You flexing either one of these quarterbacks in a 12-team league? 
Andy Dalton had a decent. Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I tend yeah, to. Yeah, the the point is too low. It's an AFC North showdown. We know what happens in these games. It is going to be a barn burner, if you will. It's yeah. going to be, you know, which team can punch each other in the mouth. They're going to run a lot. They're going to play defense. I, I don't want any part of Andy Dalton or Joe Flacco in a defensive showdown. All right. Moving along here, we got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, point total is quite nice here at 52.5. Pittsburgh is a four-point underdog here. Not favored. Or sorry, sorry, four-point favorite. Excuse me. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I'm going to start us off. We did touch a little bit on the Steelers, uh, and, and we'll we'll kind of close in. But I want to. I'm excited. I want to jump in here. What is your fancy outlook on Patrick Mahomes uh, this week? Are you going to start him if you have him? You know, do you think what we saw last week, you know, was an anomaly? Uh, or do you think that's kind of more of – does he have that James uh, or, or Watson effect that we saw last year? Uh, uh I I like Mahomes. I really like him in this – I didn't want to. I wanted to ten- – temper my expectations right i wanted to come in and say wait a second like he can't just go out and put up four touchdowns every week and and i don't i'm not saying he's gonna put up four touchdowns but i will say this is the highest points total in vegas it's 52 and a half points with pittsburgh only being a four point favorite which means vegas feels like the chiefs are going to put up a bunch of points themselves here Mm -hmm. and for me uh, I, I like firing up Mahomes here. I don't think that the Steelers showed very good defense up against the Browns. I, I know that was on the road. I know they'll be looking to have a bounce back game here. But if Vegas is still holding strong at this total and this favorite, you got to think that Kansas City's going to get their own. And Mahomes and Hill, both these guys and Hill especially, are kind of our game script proof. Because even if they get down in a game, they're going to be battling back. It reminds me of, you know, Blake Bortles a couple years ago when Jacksonville was bad, you know, and he put up top 10 numbers because all they could do was throw. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get into similar situations with Kansas City's defense this year like that. They are going to get in shootouts with a lot of teams because they are not fielding a very good defensive squad. And so, yeah, I think that you can fire up Mahomes uh, with a lot of confidence this week, given that point total. I do want to I do want to say that we that fantasy owners should hamper their expectations just a little bit on Patrick Mahomes. I understand it was exciting. You look at the box score and you see four touchdowns and you know a, a whole lot of yards, but you look at the plays that took place. You had two of his touchdowns were Tyreek Hill one like essentially handoffs. It was a touch pass forward which does count as a pass but Tyree Kill did most of the work he took it to the house on two of those occasions and so that that made up to his touchdown you, are, are you saying that that uh, you saying that that's not sustainable like that part is not sustainable like Tyree yeah, Kill well, being a freak every no, week no, I, I'm not because... saying no 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 I'm not saying that I'm saying that he that play is more like a running play than it, uh, a handoff than it is a forward pass now that counted for a touchdown. Do you think the NFL is going to stop counting that as a touchdown? No, but I don't think that they're going to – I don't think that him doing that is going to cause Tyree Kill to, to score a touchdown. You also have to look at the fact that twice they started the ball in the red zone by turnovers by the 
uh, Chargers. So he had a short field to work with. He's not necessarily going to get that. So I'm just saying tamper your expectation or temper your expectations on Patrick Mahomes. Don't expect him to go out and get four touchdowns. Now I'm saying can he get two touchdowns and 250 to 300 yards? He certainly can. And guess what? You're going to be happy with that because most likely that's going to be a top 12 fantasy day for a quarterback. But don't expect him to go out and get four touchdowns every single day. It was kind of a unique situation. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, some of the argument here would be that Kareem Hunt is due for a better day. Um, and I understand that, but I also watched last week as uh, Carlos Hyde ran the ball 20 times for only, you know, 62 yards. So for me, like I just, the Steelers defense actually is a little bit more strong in the run defense department, yeah. which could funnel to more passes into the passing game. Um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I'm not excited. I'm not saying fire him up for four touchdowns this week. I just think that, you know, we wouldn't be surprised if he hit four touchdowns, um, you know, and I just think he's he's probably got a relatively safe floor with the rushing and with the weapons around him. All right. Um, are you concerned about Kareem Hunt at all? Uh, I was one of the very few in the industry that actually did have some concern with Kareem Hunt based on the fact of the Chiefs defense and the fact that I thought that they would – uh, he's not as a for sure receiver as everybody wants to say he is. Um, we'll see how that goes. I'd really like to see how the Spencer uh, Spencer Ware thing, Spencer Ware and Kareem Hunt usage goes. I mean, Ware looked good in very limited work. He looked good in this game against the Chargers. So um, mildly concerned. I'm still not mad if he's in my lineup. You're still firing him no matter what. Talk to me in like three weeks, you know, after three weeks into the year, if, if we're seeing the same thing. But I wouldn't be surprised if we're five weeks in and Kareem Hunt's not as good, not we're returning that first round value based solely on the fact that the Chiefs may not have the game script every week for it. Sure. Okay. Um, what about Travis Kelsey? He had a very, very down week last week, but so did a lot of the top tight ends. Uh, basically, yeah. if you scored a touchdown, you were a top four tight end last week. So um, what, what are your kind of chained to Travis Kelsey, right? mostly because there's nothing else to do at tight end. Uh, You got to keep firing him in there. He is a talented guy. You should, uh, you should think that they're going to get more usage out of him. Once again, there was only 15 completed passes in that game against the chargers. Mm -hmm. So not a lot of work was done. Uh, Not a lot of work was needed. Let's see this game with another high point total. Let's see how much everybody gets used again uh, in the passing game. So no, I'm not overly concerned about Kelsey. Wasn't a guy I drafted a lot of just because of his draft value. And you know, this is the reason why, because I think you and I agree it's Gronk and everybody else at tight end. And you're right. going to have these weeks from all the tight ends all the time. All right. Uh, one last side, one last thing on the Kansas city side. Are you starting Sammy Watkins in any type of league? If you have him? No, absolutely not. I am still hanging on to Sammy Watkins. Cause I'd like to see how that progresses over the year. Um, just because they paid him a bunch of money and he's got the deep ball threat. I think that Mahomes can get him involved. I think Andy Reed's can Andy Reed can get him involved, but I'm, I'm not starting him anytime soon. I I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say that I would not be surprised. Now don't please don't start him. I'm not, I'm not advocating to start him, but I would not be surprised if on on Monday when we record our show, if Sammy Watkins scores a touchdown simply for the fact that I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers might try to 
overly commit to stopping Tyreek Hill if possible. I don't think that is possible, but I think that they might roll coverage <laughs> over there. And so it might leave Sammy Watkins on a little bit more one-on-one coverage. And, you know, you might see a couple of go routes and, and all it takes is one hook up there. All right, switching over to it's interesting, the Pittsburgh. Interesting to watch Joe. Sorry, interesting to watch Joe Hayden's health. Um, he was a little banged up in the last game, so try to check that out for Pittsburgh. For sure. All right, uh, so switching over to the Pittsburgh Steelers side of the ball. Uh, we already talked about James Conner a lot, so I don't want to uh, revisit that. You're going to start him. He's a tried and true RB1 until Le'Veon comes back. All right, we're going to jump to Big Ben. He had a very, very bad week last week. Uh, a lot of people are bitter about it. Um, are you going to start Ben Roethlisberger this week at home? We know what he does at home. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. And yep. you fire. It's really easy, right, Johnny? Like the Chiefs are a bit bad on defense. The Steelers are good on offense. You're firing up all your Steelers, okay. and you're not thinking twice about it. They're what at about, home. Uh, James White or uh, James Jesse James. Washington. No, Jesse, oh, Jesse James. Jesse yeah, James, yeah. excuse me. Are you considering starting him if you need? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you're in a spot start, you want to stream him here. I don't I don't mind it. Uh we saw Mike Williams do well. I know he's not a tight end, but he plays side, kind of that tight end role. Gate got some action last week. Um there is a potential uh for the Chiefs to give up points everywhere in my opinion. I just yeah. don't think they're very good on defense. So yes, if you're looking for a spot start, um, for me, I'm not, I'm not starting Jesse James. There's a couple of guys, you know, I recently just finished, uh, my player stay away article. There's at least three guys in there that I like more than where, Jesse where James. One of them, big Travi, the fantasy If you go there, you'll be able to see that article along with our rankings, which are freshen up for week two, of course. And, uh, yeah, I just broke down my plays, broke down my stay away guys. And for me, I really like Austin Safarian Jenkins. So that's a guy I'm going to look to target over Jesse James. And I'll tell you a little bit why when we get into that Jacksonville game for sure. All right, moving on. We got the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. It's another low point total at 44. The, the New York Jets are the favorite by three points. All right, Travis, Kenny Stills was the number one last week in Miami, and he had a, a couple of awesome touchdowns. What are you doing with Kenny Stills this week, considering what we saw from this Jets defense just a few days ago? Uh, speaking of the player stay away article on thefantasywhispers.com, Kenny Stills is rolling out as another. He's a back-to-back -back play for me here. Listen, the Jets looked pretty decent against the, the you know, they blew they blew out the Lions. But I think a lot of this was on the Lions offensive line and on the Lions themselves, because actually Marvin Jones dropped two deep touchdowns in that game uh, where he beat the defense. And I think that Stills is the ability to get deep. And I think he's actually getting a quite a bit of the looks that Jarvis Landry was getting in this offense. And so. I like Stills. Uh, his coach likes him. He's talked a bunch about him this week, even, and his quarterback loves him too. So for me, Stills is is becoming a guy that's going to be a surefire guy to start in your lineup with wide receiver two, uh, you know, value with some wide receiver one upside on weeks. All right, and you've got Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake. Which one are you rolling? Uh, Kenyon Drake. I'm just you're going to start Kenyon Drake. Um, what are you going to do with Frank Gore if you have him? Are you starting him in this, or are you staying away from him? Mm -hmm. No. 
I think Gore had a good game and he looked effective on his limited touches, but they were still limited. And uh, for me, I just don't think that the Jets defense was as good as advertised here. So I think Drake actually will see a lot more work here and actually, you know, do his thing. Um, and we'll actually start to see this separation happen. I, ju I just think it's bound to do that. I think the talent's there. Drake knows it. Gase knows it. And hell, even Gore has said it, that he loves Kenyon Drake. So uh, for me, I think that over by the end of the year, we'll, we'll stop having this conversation. I think Gore is more of a stash and a handcuff for Drake than anything. All right. And something else I want to point out is to watch for on this game is watch this Jets defense. If this Jets defense comes out and they can, you know, pick off a couple more passes, we might be looking at wanting to pick up and, and you know, stash this Jets defense. You always see it year after year. There's one defense or one team or even, you know, a couple of players that you never expected. They come out of left field. Uh, you never expected them to be fantasy relevant. And, you know, the regular season starts and all of a sudden, they're one of the monster monster ads uh, that can carry you throughout the season. So definitely keep an eye out for this Jets defense. All right, looking at the other side of the ball, we got Bilal Powell or uh, Isaiah Crowell. Which one are you starting? They kind of split carries here on their Monday night you know, game. Are you more comfortable that... with, with Crow or are you more comfortable with uh, Bilal Powell? I uh, actually. <laughs> Actually, that both guys have flex appeal in this game, and 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 maybe going forward, uh, as weird as that sounds, we didn't think the Jets were going to be this good, but I actually think, you know, Powell, I'm more comfortable with because, listen, he got the start, he got more carries, he was more involved in the passing game. Mm -hmm. Crow just had two big runs, um, two touchdowns, and one giant run that really made his day look better. And don't get me wrong, he looked great, but. You know, Powell, I think, is the guy to own here. And I think that they both have flex appeal maybe in this game. Crow could maybe save his day with a touchdown, whereas I think Powell is going to be involved no matter what the game script is. You look yeah. at that Dolphins D, it gave up 17 points last week to Deion Lewis. So for me, I, I really like Powell. I think, yeah, I think you hit it, hit the nail on the head there when you, when you said, well, old Powell has the ability to not be game scripted out whereas Isaiah Crowell does. So if I'm having to choose, if I have them both, um, which is a very definite possibility considering their draft stock value, um, I'm going to, and I have to choose between the two, I'm going below Powell in this, in this matchup just because of that game script ability. Um, anybody else that you're starting? Are you starting Quincy Inunua? Yeah, I don't. I, I feel comfortable with Inunua. Ten targets is, is the real deal. Yeah, I really like to... But I saw them. Yes, it's going to be short and underneath stuff. But we talk about this all the time, right, Johnny? A young quarterback, what does he love? A tight end. I know Quincy Anunua is not the tight end, but the Jets don't really have tight ends. I mean, no. not that are very talented. And so for me, I think Anunua really filled that role for him. He's a big body, intermediate guy um, that Darnold really liked. And that's something to keep an eye on when a new quarterback is in town. Who does he like to go to? Who is he feel assured with? And that was Quincy Anuna. All right, moving on. We got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Vegas has this at a 44-point total again. A lot of these games are 44-point totals. Uh, Philly is the favorite by three points. The last time we saw the, the Philadelphia Eagles was 10 days ago. There were some rumors that Carson Wentz might 
be available for this game, but it has come out and said Nick Foles is going to start this week. Don't expect Wentz to start for a couple more weeks, maybe next week, but um, nonetheless, we're talking about Nick Foles this week. Are you sitting, I, I know a lot of people, and, I, and I've even seen tweets of people who have dropped, yes, I said dropped, Travis Kelsey, or excuse me, uh, Zach Ertz because of his week one performance. If you're in a league like that, go pick him up right now because that is just ridiculous. But are you rolling out which which fantasy studs for the Philadelphia Eagles are you feeling comfortable with rolling out this week? I would roll out Ertz. I think that's a no-brainer. I think Ertz got targeted a ton last week. He just didn't come down. He had some uncharacteristic drop. It was a weird game. It got a late start. Foles looked, you know, not Foles looked rusty. You're gonna have ten days to get the offense right. I'm starting Ertz, no question. I'm starting Jay Ajayi, um, no question. If you're in PPR, you have to take a look at Nelson Aguilar. I know he didn't put up a lot of yardage. He probably doesn't project to put up a lot of yardage here, but you gotta think that he's gonna get targeted a ton again. Uh, as a safety blanket for Foles, and also Darren Sproles. Keep a look at Darren Sproles in PPR, deeper PPR formats, uh, as a guy who you know did get a lot of snaps. For me, I think that JHI will set up um, more as the starter this week, more as the guy they pound um, and they lean on in this running game. I mean, uh, I just hope that Peterson is basically saying what he's going to do here because that's basically what he was saying. He was going to get JHI warmed up, and then they were going to feature him more. But I do think that Sproles has some deep PPR league value. I think Corey Clement is more of a, you know, handcuff at this point. I don't think he's going to be relevant unless JHI were to go down. Um, so don't start Corey Clement. All right. It doesn't mean to go drop him necessarily either. We know Jay Ajayi's uh, injury history. We know the degenerative knee issue. Yeah. So bone on you bone. know, don't go. Yeah. Don't go. Uh, don't go dropping Clement just too soon. You want to keep an eye on that. But I think you know Johnny hit it right there. He's more of the handcuff. So you you know, Ajayi should get more, way more uh, featured in this game. I would imagine. You rolling out the the Fitz magic uh, for this for no. this week? No, actually, he's part of my stay away guys this group of stay aways. For me, I think people are gonna love what he did here and really, you know, be excited to stream that again. And why not, right? Tampa Bay, you know, you we talk a lot of smack about this team, but if you secretly look or you sneakily look down at it, it's got Mike Evans. I know Deshaun Jackson's banged up, but he'll be back. It's got Chris Godwin. It's got Adam Humphreys. Well, Deshaun you Jackson. OJ Howard. Deshaun Jackson may be back. He's in concussion protocol right no, now. No, I, I didn't mean this week. I meant on the whole oh, okay. as like an offense. Yeah. Um, you. you got Adam Humphreys. You got OJ Howard. You got Cameron Bray. I mean, they have weapons here. So, yes, I like the idea of streaming fits down the line. I'm not going to be streaming fits against the Super Bowl reigning MVP or the Super Bowl reigning philadelphia eagles defense that is on 10 days rest 10 days to prepare for for fitzpatrick and you know we talk about fitz magic and and i just i feel like he's going to do a disappearing act potentially in this week and we're going to be asking you know where did where did the magic go yeah that, that's certainly um something to to watch out for you're definitely starting mike evans 
Um, he has a a your you drafted him too high to sit him. Chances are you don't have a better option. He did have a nice week last week, and the thing that I like is um, that when you're looking at Fitzmagic, he tends to target the wide receivers a lot more than he does the tight ends, whereas Jameis Winston tends to target the tight ends more than the wide receivers. So definitely like that. Uh, Godwin, are you going to roll him out this week? Uh, we've seen what he can do. He's been you know, kind of quietly lighting up the fantasy world. Um, are you ruling him out this weekend as well as what What are your stances on the two tight ends? Are you staying away from those as well? Yeah, I don't want any part of the tight ends. Uh, I'll take Mike Evans, and I'll actually take, you know, a fire desperation flex play on, on Chris Godwin. I think he's talented. Uh, um, I think this will be one guy will get it done for, for Fitz, and it's probably likely – Mike Evans that he peppers with targets in this game, mm -hmm. but we saw that Philly gave up a ton of work to Julio Jones. So Mike Evans could get a lot of love here or on, you know, on the reverse, if it's Godwin, that's getting open all day, maybe it's Godwin. That's, you know, the guy that's starting or the, the guy. So I think he's worth a desperation flex play. I think you could do a lot worse than Chris Godwin in a lot of situations. All right. So we're going to move right along here with the Cleveland Browns at the New Orleans Saints. This total is at 49.5. New Orleans is eight. Wait, hold on. Let me pause here. Travis, tell me if you haven't heard this before. New Orleans <laughs> is an 8.5 favorite. At home. At home. Stay away yeah. from the survivors. Stay away from that survivor <laughs> pool with, with the New Orleans Saints yeah. this week. Actually, yeah. in all seriousness, I... Don't know if I want to be an opponent of the Saints this week. I think they are going to yeah, be upset. I think they're going to be angry. I think that they are going to try to prove to everyone, hey, that was just us slacking off because we thought we had this one in the bag. Everyone, including Vegas, thought we were going to steamroll the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and instead they came and you know showed us up. So this weekend, I do do not think this game is going to be close. Unfortunately, I I want to say and I want to wish that the Browns would make this a game because uh, I am deep down a little a little bit, and I think everyone is kind of a little bit of a Browns hopeful uh, and, a, and a Browns truther, but I just don't see it this week. I think the Saints are just going to come out, and they are just going to do everything and anything they want to do. Uh, I'm starting all Saints, you know, that are starters. I'm going Gilsey or not Gilsey, excuse me. Uh, had that on wow. the tongue there. Um, I, I always meant to say not Gilsey, uh, but Kamara I'm starting. I'm starting Michael Thomas, of course. I'm starting Ted Ginn, starting Drew Brees. Uh, what are your thoughts, though, on tight end Watson? I don't want any part of Watson. I think he's more of just a name on the roster here. I think what you're going to see is more work for Ginn, and when Ingram gets back, more work for Kamara will be an uptick, if, if anything, uh, for secondary ancillary pieces for me. Um, but I'm interested to watch the, the Saints, Johnny. I don't want to overreact because it's one week, but if the Saints aren't the same as they were last year, meaning that defense doesn't take the next step and it actually goes a little bit backwards and we start seeing some of the old school Saints defenses, uh, I'm a little concerned that I would have been wrong on Drew Brees and the passing game, which means yeah. it would be an uptick for Brees. It would be an uptick for Ted Ginn 
Whereas I thought this team would lean on the defense in the run game, which is why I was so high on Kamara coming into the year, Mm -hmm. which is why I was okay with taking a suspended Mark Ingram. Um, It may flip. It may be where Kamara holds the value. Breeze is, is a little bit more. So I don't want to overreact. Like I said, let's take a look at this. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about Cleveland here. I'm not a comfortable starting anybody at Cleveland, except for Tyrod Taylor Landry and Josh Gordon here. I think, we can talk about how this game sets up, but that would put it in and blowout style. And I think Tyrod Taylor's rushing ability keeps him in play. I think Landry as a volume dependent guy will be in play here in a game that figures to be a blowout and they'll be throwing. And then Gordon, I like you know him as his, his playing time ramps up. I like him to be more and more involved in this offense and in the red zone where he had a basically a, just nasty touchdown catch last weekend. Yeah. I still can't get over how good that was. So that was, and he is going to, he is now listed as a starter, so he should get more snaps. It's not going to be rainy and wet. Um, One guy you failed to mention, Travis, that I would like to mention is Carlos Hyde. I am going to roll him out, and I'm confident in rolling him out. You look at what Peyton Barber did last week. He had 19 carries for 69 yards. I think Carlos Hyde is better than Peyton Barber. I think that the the Browns have a way better offensive line, and I am I am going to be confident in starting. Uh, now I'm not saying he's going to be an RB one. Uh, it's more of a flex option at this point. But I think that you you're going to be fine with the production that Carlos Hyde rolls out. I don't. I I disagree, oh. and I couldn't I couldn't disagree oh. more here. Johnny, please tell us why. Like, because Carlos Hyde carried the ball 22 times last week for 62 yards. That's a 2.8 average. Okay. Okay. He was not good against the Steelers, and I don't think he's going to be good against New Orleans either. Like, especially in a game where game script is going to get away. I think the guy to watch in this backfield. The guy watching this backfield is actually Duke Johnson oh my because God, I don't yeah. think he got. I will. Let's do I, a beer bet right now. I will do a beer bet that Carlos Hyde will finish the day as a better running back than Duke. No, Johnson. I, I don't know. Oh, oh, do I think? Oh, why do not? I think Carlos? No, I'm saying watch. I, I'm saying watch his usage. I'm not saying he's going to be a better. I, I don't want any of Carlos. Hyde I already said that. There are three guys I want to start. Carlos. Of Hyde course, he's going to outtouch him. He's the starting running back. So you're saying that I, hold on, hold on. You're I'm saying I'm saying watch Duke Johnson's usage because he wasn't used very much last week, and I think that they're going to get him more involved. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but I'm saying Carlos Hyde is not startable for me this week in a game that figures to where they're eight and a half point underdogs in the superdome. I tend to so, disagree. I think that I think that Carlos Hyde will be a flex option for you. So what are you? Whisper. What does it mean? He'll st- <laughs> exactly. So he's within the top thirty-six, but across the flex positions. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, I'll take that bet. Oh, oh yeah. I don't yeah. have a. I don't have a. I, we need a. I need to get a drop for a. For he will a, not be within the top thirty-six between running backs, wide receivers, standard and tight or PPR? ends. PPR. Because I'll take standard. One. Standard. Okay, that's fine. All right. Yeah, we can go deal. Across. He's a, definitely not going to be in PPR. Deal. So standard Carlos Hyde will not be a top 36 back. All right, done. All right. No, 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 no. He won't be top 36 across running backs, wide receivers, or tight ends. He has to be within the top 36 no, as a that's flex. Not how you that, said he's a no. flex play. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. 
No, it isn't. You have 12 teams in the league. I'm not. You don't add tight ends to that position. Why? You don't start a tight end in your flex? No, no. And I'm saying that he is going to be better. No, what do you? It would be better for you anyways. Tight ends are going to score a ton anyways. They don't score a ton. But no, I, I I will say that Carlos Hyde will be a top 30 running back this week. Let's make it an RB2. He's going to be an RB2. That's you got to give me six okay. sp- six spots from 30. Okay. So he's got to be at least the 24th best running back this week. Okay. All right. All right. That's it. That's a deal. Moving on. Moving on. So, like Johnny is going to lose this bet, Vegas believes that the Colts are going to lose to the Washington Redskins by at least six points in Washington, D.C. Uh, this game has a point total of 46 and a half points, Johnny. Yeah. Um, for me, I think the interesting thing here is, once again, we're looking at a Colts defense uh, that you load your weapons up against. And so for me, I'm, I'm loading up on those Washington wet weapons, Jordan Reed. I'll even take some Adrian Peterson. I'll take some Chris Thomas. Um, and then, you know, maybe there's some flex appeal uh, with Crowder here, but I don't feel as strong as I do as those other guys. Just based on their usage in the offense last week, based on the opponent here, I think that, you know, all these guys could repeat really good performances from last week. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing on that defense that scares me. I'm definitely rolling those guys out uh, in all format, all league formats. And you got to play Reed. If Reed's healthy, you're playing him until you know he goes down. But what I am interested, well, I know Travis, you saw, I know I saw you, I know you saw him doing his stretches, bro. He's yeah. doing his yoga on the sideline. Like what? That what, is healthy what, as like, can be I, right now. I don't even know what that was. Like if. If there is was, a yoga, like bo- it, w- that was body by Jordan. Yeah. Well, he dude, should be doing dude, that. That because, was like uh, when you see the guy across the way at the gym, totally using the machine wrong. And you're like, <laughs> what is this guy doing? And you just and you're video sending, record it. You're sending Snapchats yep. to your buddies. Like, what the heck? Like WTF? Right. Mark? Like, that's what <laughs> it was like watching Jordan Reed do this thing. If you haven't. Snit, guys, you need to go do it right now, like YouTube yes. or Google, Jordan Reed, hip flexor, sideline or something. Careful that you're not at work. You might pull up something else. That, <laughs> yeah, right. But that, <laughs> that, that was pure comedy. Uh, um, Johnny, I'm actually a little bit concerned here, and I wrote a little bit about it in my player stay away piece about T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. He's going to be matched up against Josh Norman. Um, and he's got this thing where he doesn't play as well, and it's significant um, on the road on grass as he does inside the dome. Um, are you concerned with T.Y. Hilton? Do you think this could be more of a tight end and maybe even a Ryan Grant game than it could be a T.Y. Hilton game? Uh, I am a little bit concerned. He, you look at where he's probably going to be matched up, and that's that's Robert or in, um Norman, Josh. Josh Norman is is going to be the cornerback covering him. But the one thing that I will say is that with T.I. Hilton, it just takes one. It's a lot. He's a lot like Tyreek Hill, uh, not as athletic. Don't yeah. get, don't get wrong. But uh, he only needs one pass in order to make your entire fantasy week up production. So uh, he he was the number one target for Andrew Luck last week, and I I. 
unfortunately, I don't think you're going to have better options uh, based on where T.Y. Hilton was going. Maybe if you went wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, then you might not want to start him. But otherwise, I am unfortunate. I don't think you're going to have better options than to roll him out there. But do hamper uh, temper your expectations there. But like I said, I I, I like T.Y. Hilton as, uh, as a whole on this season. So one thing I will say to all of our listeners that if if T.Y. Hilton has a bad week again this week, you know, he didn't have necessarily the best week last week. He had a touchdown that's kind of saved you. If he does kind of have a bad week this week, go after him. Try to get him in a trade. Go to yeah. that owner, especially if that owner's 0-2 and kind of panicking. Get T.Y. Hilton because he is going to be a good wide receiver this year. We've seen what he does with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck's only going to get better as he gets more playing time underneath his belt and he kind of gets himself reacclimated with football. we got to remember he's been out of football for a year and a half. So T.Y. Hilton's going to be fine. Temper your expectations for him this week. I tend to agree with Travis here. Yes, sir. And the last thing I want to talk about in this game is essentially um, the fact that we, and we talked a little bit about it in the news and notes, and that's Marlon Mack's return. We didn't see David Johnson do a lot of work against this Washington Redskins team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that the Colts will have as hard of a time keeping up with the Redskins as the Cardinals did. And yeah. so maybe Mack or Wilkins has a better shot. We talked about the offensive line. Listen, I don't feel as confident rolling uh, Mac out there, but I am watching this big time because I want to see what it's going to be like with him. Um, and so that I, I, I'm just, I'm very interested to see what it's like if he's able to make it back this week. A guy that you want to watch for, and, and we mentioned this several times in the preseason, if you've been listening to us throughout the entire preseason, Naheem Hines, uh, keep an eye out. I'm not saying start him. Um, I'm not saying, you, you know, rush to the waiver wire right now and pick him up. Just a guy to keep in the back of your mind. He had a decent game last week. Had a lot of checkdowns uh, and a game script that was negative. And guess what? This is being viewed for uh, Vegas purposes as a negative game script. So we could see Naheem Hines again have a decent game. Um, so he might be someone just to keep an eye on uh, for the future. All right. Moving on here, we're going to go on to the Los Angeles Chargers at the Buffalo Bills, Travis. This is a Vegas low of 43 points. Uh, If I were a gambling man, and I I tend to be a little bit, (laughs) I would tend to think that this might be over, considering... Uh, No. And I, I know what you're thinking here, because I think you have confidence in the Chargers. Yes. Uh, to score points. I do do too. I do not have confidence in the Bills to score points. So I think we're going to have a situation where if the over is beat, it will will be beaten by the Chargers themselves. Oh, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. I I think this is going to be a shootout. I don't think that... I don't think think they'll hang. I don't think it's going to be an over. I think it'll be like Chargers will score somewhere between 30 and 35 points and the Bills will score three or six points. So... For me, I, okay. I I'm not I I don't think it's gonna be that that much of an over, but I could see how That's you get fair. there, and I, I don't think it's a terrible bet. Um, but yeah, I just, 43 points. I mean, any yeah. like I swear to God, I was telling a worker this today. If if 
they put the bills on any of these primetime games, I will, I will just, I'll probably just like, it will be bad. Yeah. It will. <laughs> like I like they are now the next, the back-to-back weeks with the lowest point total. Uh, I think this is going to be a common theme when you were talking about the jets earlier. I really liked that play because they got to play, you know, the jets defense has to play these bills twice. So, and they haven't done it yet. So yeah. that's going to at least be two starts. Then you got Miami. So uh, kudos to you on that. I think there are a sneaky play to be maybe a season long pickup. Um, but either way, let's jump into this game. I, and, you know, speaking about that point total, it's hard for me to see a different story lining up for Buffalo this week. Yeah. I know that we're talking about, um, Josh Allen, you know, taking over and there's been whispers of the coach losing the locker room. If Josh Allen didn't take over, um, but the chargers offense is coming to town. They will torch the bills because Joe Flacco just torched the bills. I mean, yeah. Although I will say this, man, if there's anybody in the league that could come into this game as big favorites and just stink it up, it's the Chargers. They love disappointing. Oh yeah. So, but uh, either way, I I really like to I really like to see the Chargers. It's full steam ahead with all their weapons: Rivers, Melvin, Allen, maybe even Mike Williams, maybe even Eckler, based on some of the usage the backup running backs got um, in Baltimore. Uh, when Baltimore played them. So there's some interesting starts across the board there. I, I wouldn't feel too bad about any of those. But, Johnny, anybody in Buffalo that you feel good starting and, you know, any advice that you have for uh, these I, shady owners? Like, do we want to put up a hotline for those that own LaShawn McCoy to maybe call into the Fantasy Whispers and I mean, just, I mean, we're we here can. for you? I, I, here's the thing. I... You're going to have to roll out LaShawn McCoy. Chances are you're not going to have another better option than LaShawn McCoy. So I, I think you're going to have to roll him out. He's going to get more carries than he had last last weekend. He only had seven carries last weekend. He will get more than that. Um, I, I think this was just a really, really bad game, and the game script got away from them all really, really fast. And Peterman isn't the best check down guy. Heck, he's not even the best throwing guy. So uh, to me, like... <laughs> Uh, Josh Allen could should and could be better. Um, I want to see before I hit that full on panic button on LaShawn McCoy. I want to see him how he plays with Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to be a top 12 running back this week, uh, but I, I do think he'll get you, you know, a decent amount of fantasy points. Um, I think, you know, if I had to choose between Carlos Hyde and, LaShawn McCoy, I'd probably go Carlos Hyde on that one. But, uh, yeah, you know, I probably agree with you on that. uh, A guy I do want to see as well, I'm I'm not starting, but another guy I want to watch in this game is Calvin Benjamin, right? We've seen he's a big bodied wide receiver, and, you know, I'm I'm trying, I'm starting to wonder. He's got a big body. Yeah. I'm starting to wonder, though, if that one season that we saw was just such an anomaly and that this guy really isn't that talented i i want to think but he's that big. he is but he is big like he he's is, large yeah and in charge of that <laughs> of that wide receiver core there's no one else there so well i we'll actually see if he think can build that... a rapport there. there there could be a rapport between Josh Allen and him so you yeah. you, you, you want to watch that you want to watch out for where he's going and I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it too. But it's just and if you enjoy 
watching Kelvin Benjamin, you could also catch paint drying in your home. Hey. And I think that would which, be just as exciting as Kelvin Benjamin and the Buffalo Bills. Which, Travis, by the way, I, I will be doing, by the way, because our place is almost fully renovated. Hopefully. <laughs> so Johnny soon, has so now opted. I might, I might be watching film on the Bills. <laughs> yeah, you, he will be watching paint dry. Yeah, you talked about if they put the Bills on on a primetime game. <laughs> it might, if it's soon, uh, yeah, I will be watching I my paint dry him. over that. All right. Moving forward, I know uh, I think we've we've touched on all of the spots there. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. I, Travis, I'm not gonna lie to you. I am very very excited to see this game. I hope, as a football fan, that Aaron Rodgers is a go during this game because I just feel like this game is going to be just such a great game to watch. You got the point total at 46. It's an even pick them, right? So, again, as the week progresses, we will keep you guys updated through Twitter and on our Instagram on whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Of course, that will have a huge, huge I'm telling impact you right now, on, uh, you, on whether. You're here and here right now. Aaron Rodgers is playing that game, Johnny. All right. Well, I'd, like not... my sources deep inside my own brain are yeah. telling me okay. that well, Aaron Rodgers is playing this game and you can book it. Take it to the bank, brother. All right. I'm not as confident as you are. Uh, knee sprains are nothing to mess around with. And that defense of Minnesota is probably as scary as the boogeyman underneath the bed when you were, when you were a kid. Because those guys are the Purple People Eaters Part 2, which could be even better. Um, so, But with that being said, Travis, let's get into some of the people that we would be playing here. Diggs and Thielen, you're rolling those guys out, right? No brainers. Do we need to touch on yeah. that at all? No? Yeah, okay. No, no, not at all. Uh, Dalvin Cook, he should be more involved. Um, are you nervous at all about uh, him being in a timeshare? I think that was kind of solved last week. DeMarco Murray didn't really – or sorry, Latavia. excuse me, Latavius Murray didn't really see a whole lot of carries. I thought that they would maybe – there was so, so, so much for a so-called uh, pitch count uh, by the head coach there. Um, Dalvin Cook, you're going to roll out. I don't, I don't think there's anything. But let's let's flip on over here to the Green Bay Packers side where we saw Randall Cobb, who some people, including myself, started to slip on towards the end of the, the preseason. There were a lot of talks that they no longer really liked him. They wanted to trade him. Uh, Geronimo Allison was having a good camp. Where, where in the discussion do you think Randall Cobb is now? Do you think he's gonna take over that wide receiver two slot um or do you think that still could be geronimo allison no i i actually think it's randall cobb and if you look at this game cobb actually got the most targets on the entire team with 10 so this is an interesting point that not a lot of people were making and i was trying to reiterate a, a couple times is that Cobb equally had the chance as much as Devonte Adams to be the number one target for uh, Aaron Rodgers, and that was based solely on the fact that he had had the most playing time with Rodgers over his career. If you look at Adams' real big year last year, it was with you know um, Brett Hundley under center. It was not with Aaron Rodgers. Now, he did have a good year with Aaron Rodgers the previous year, um, but he was a number two then, and that was to Jordy Nelson. So for me, I love Cobb. 
And I love Cobb in this matchup, actually. And I love Jim Graham in this matchup. And that's because if you look at what the Niners were able to get done, it was mostly with Kittle, of course, but it was kind of with Dante Pettis, too. And it was yeah. this these slot, these slot guys and these underneath is what you can get away with against Minnesota, whereas I think Devontae Adams will be lined up against Xavier Rhodes. And, um, you know, that's a harder matchup. And so, and Devonte Adams a little banged up coming into this week. He did not practice today for an undisclosed reason. Um, you're so I'm kind of down on Devonte. You're still rolling out. Yeah, Adams. rolling him out. But I think you should temper your expectations. I would not be a little too high. Well, I would be. Xavier and for me, Rhodes, I think Cobb is. Xavier Rhodes did, you know, exit last week's game. He was a little bit banged right. up. So there are there is that as but well. But the slot, there's their slot uh, corner, Mackenzie Adams, I think his name is. Uh-huh. Yes, get his name. Either way, uh, his their slot corner is also banged up. Yeah. So I think that that could benefit Randall Cobb as well. Um, I downgrade Allison. I downgrade Devonte Adams, but I really like Jimmy to have a bounce back game here, and I really like Randall Cobb as well to have a bounce back game. All or, right, uh, uh, another good game. Okay, so now we're gonna move on to the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. This game is a forty-four and a half point total. Atlanta is the favorites. Now we saw what Matt Ryan did last week against the Philadelphia Eagles. They face another, you know, tough matchup in the Carolina Panthers. This defense was is pretty good. Um, haven't heard very much news on Luke Keekley and whether or not he'll play in this game. That would have a huge impact on, you know, what Atlanta can do. But I still think that Julio Jones is. You roll him out; he's going to get monster targets. Um, I'm not. I'm not even concerned about Julio Jones. Um, but my question more so falls on uh, Freeman and whether or not um, you're confident in rolling him out there this week. You saw him come out of the game last mm. weekend, and he was a little bit banged up. You saw Tevin Coleman take the majority of the snaps. You guys know my position. On this battle coming into this year, I, I I like Coleman a lot more. Travis, what what are your thoughts on on this week? If you had to, if you were you know listen to us and you invested in both Freeman and Coleman, which one are you starting coming into this game? Are you starting both? Uh listen. Based on last week, you you want to panic and you want to say you know, Coleman because of this and because of that. I, I actually think that Freeman looked just as good, if not better than Coleman last week in the limited times that he got the work. He just had to come out because he was banged up. Do I think that that means you should just roll, roll him right back out over Coleman? No, I actually think that Coleman gets the nod just for this week. I actually want to wait and see what's going on with Freeman. They're being very hush-hush about this injury. He's saying he's just sore and that he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he had a top 12 year last year with a, you know, an injury that he was basically, he was on a hampered knee all year last year. So he still has the ability to be useful. I want to see what his usage is like when he's, when he's banged up, you know, they're not going to have any problem using Coleman as Johnny has said, based on his contract year and him not being there anymore. They drafted his replacement, but on the opposite side of the ball, I am like, I have a lot of shares of Christian McCaffrey in a lot of leagues. Um, so per- I'm very confession. interested. Personal. 
a little whisper for you guys. Uh, I am, I am not concerned about CMC's usage on the whole. I am starting to show a little bit of concern about his rushing usage, but I will say this: Atlanta has now been given up the most receptions to running backs for three straight years. Three straight seasons they've done it, and with the Injury to Greg Olson. Christian McCaffrey is set to get even more usage in the passing game, and he was already a league leader amongst running backs in that category for the most part. So I'm excited to see McCaffrey have a bounce-back game here. If you catch our Instagram, you see we have him as a stock-down player, as somebody who's trending down after last week based on usage. But I actually think that he has a he's in a prime bounce-back spot, wouldn't you say, Johnny? Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with that, as, and... Look out for C.J. Anderson a little bit. Um, I, I continue. Yeah, you want to watch it again, right? <laughs> well, no, I, I just, uh, it's. No, I mean, it, like, you just, you have to watch it. Like, right, yeah. He and, got usage last week, and uh, as much as we, you know, maybe want to just crown Christian McCaffrey, I don't know that we can yet right. if they are going to not use him as much as they said they were going to, and they showed they would in the preseason. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, I do think that there's an uptick for Devin Funches. Uh, this this Atlanta Falcons defense is majorly injured, right? They had two yeah, starters. Yeah, Keanu out. Yeah, so, so I do like Keon Devin Jones. Funches uh, a lot more, you know, going forward as long as Greg Olson is out. Uh, I think Funches will be more of what we saw last year. That was the main concern when Travis and I talked about him in the preseason. Travis had the concern of with Greg Olson coming back, what kind of effect is that going to have on Funches? Well, now Olson is back out, and we've seen what that kind of usage is like. So I do think that uh, Devin Funches is back in the flex consideration, a strong flex consideration, as I should say. Um, so I, I definitely am interested in Devin Funches this weekend. All right. Next Moving up. Moving on. We got your your buddy over there in the Houston Texans at the hey, Tennessee buddy. at the Tennessee Titans. Point total is at 45. The Houston buddy. Texans are a 2-point favorite. Travis, are you worried about your boy Deshaun hey, Watson? Hey, buddy. I am not worried about Deshaun Watson and I will tell you why because I own him in a lot of leagues and if I'm wrong it's pretty bad <laughs> no uh if you're wrong on Deshaun Watson or any quarterback for that matter don't panic there Hit are the so many quarterbacks wire. on the waiver wire yeah like you will be able to find somebody but I am not selling on Sean Watson after one week I think he's in a prime bounce back spot he had guys that were open but we could talk about this line being hurt, and it is hurt, and it did not look good in spots. But I think with his rushing ability and the fact that you looked at that game, he had guys that were open. He's just got to make those throws, and he said it after the game. He will be better. He wants to be better. Uh, if we are looking back at the first month of the year and Watson looks terrible after four weeks, yes, I think that you can start panicking, and by that time you will probably have already made backup plans anyways, which you should in all instances anyways. Um, but I, I, I believe in Watson and I believe in his talent. I think he is a gamer. I think he is a guy that will fight and work hard to be better every day. 
And so I'm excited about him, especially in the spot. I think Tennessee is not a defense that you're fearing uh, week to week. Uh, like maybe the Patriots could be this year based on their improvements. So, yeah, I'm not worried. Uh, but I am worried. Uh, uh, we talked about it a little bit about this Tennessee Titans offense, Johnny, and Mar- Marcus Mariota now banged up. Delaney Walker gets injured. Derrick Henry, I don't even know if he's like around. Like, is somebody put an APB out on Derrick Henry? Like, where is this guy? Uh-oh. And then the only guy I, I feel confident with on this entire team is Deion Lewis. Am I wrong here, Johnny? Uh, no, I, I tend to agree with you actually on this. You know, Corey Coleman is banged up. Uh, Derek Henry, like you said, is is a no no call no Corey show. Uh, yeah, what did I say? Corey Coleman. Oh my gosh, I did it again. You're, I just your favorite dude. Yeah, Corey Coleman. <laughs> hey, signed with the New England Patriots. So look out there. No dynasty. Uh, yeah. Corey Corey Davis is is banged up in this uh, or is banged up coming to the week. Marcus Mariota banged up. Uh, I tend to agree. Uh, actually, if I'm looking at a start of the week for a defense, it's the Houston Texans defense who you know had a pretty solid game against Tom Brady. At the end of the day, they they put up a decent amount of fantasy points. So considering that you know it might be Blaine Gabbert starting this this weekend. Give me a ton of Actually, shares. Actually, no. Did he come out and confirm it? Yeah, Vrabel came out and confirmed that well, Mariota's good to go. Even even so, it's it, it was a, a banged up elbow. You never like to see that from or yeah. hear that from your your quarterback. So and and this and is a guy who's often injured. Now that we you know we extrapolate on his right. career, he's been banged up quite a bit. So not yeah. a guy that's durable as or as durable. So I, I'm definitely I'm rolling out the Houston Texans defense. Uh, the only one I'm confident in rolling out is Deion Lewis. He looked like the much better back. He was much more elusive. He is, you know, we talked about um, certain players, you know, Bilal Powell not being game scripted out of games. And that's how I feel about Deion Aww. Lewis. You know, they came they came out and they tried to give uh, Derrick Henry the rock quite a bit. And you couldn't do anything with it, so they brought in Deion Lewis, and and I think that's what's going to happen this week. You saw this this Houston defense uh, hold Rex Burkhead in check, and I think that's what's going to happen with Derrick Henry, and so I think they're going to give the ball to Deion Lewis. Um, and I, just a couple, I, I have one quick question before we move on uh, from this game, Travis. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on starting uh, Ellington? Bruce Ellington. He is probably worth a, a flex a uh, consideration. A yeah, I would stash him based on Fuller's health. Yeah, but, you know he was getting a good amount of looks. He saw he showed some rapport in the in the preseason with Watson, um, and it kind of trickled into the regular season here. Um, but I, if Fuller comes back, which it looks like, you know, Bill O'Brien said all week that he thinks Fuller is going to play. Uh, if Fuller's back, I don't think Ellington has as much appeal as he does if he, if Fuller's gone. So if you're sitting there and you really need help at flex and you're like, hey, I just need a, a dice roll, look for Fuller's availability, and then roll with Ellington if Fuller's out. I, I don't mind that. All right. Next game on the slate is the Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, man. Uh, point total is 45. The LA Rams are a 13 point favorite and that is just sickening. Um I unfortunately Listen, let me ta- let me take the mic here Johnny because I just don't think you're going to be able to give a clear 
headed depiction oh, of this not, game based on your team. I mean, oh. based on the. <laughs> no, Here, here's the thing, man. I I want to be able to start somebody on the Cardinals, but literally, besides David Johnson, I don't feel comfortable in starting oh, any I single di- person. I disagree, and I'll tell you who. My bromance, RSJ. You look at what the Rams just, what they did on Monday night, there was one pass option that was just, they eating them alive, and that was Jared Cook and at the tight end position. RSJ, if you look at what he did last weekend, he had six targets for the Arizona Cardinals. We know what Sam Bradford likes to do. He likes to throw over the middle. He likes to go to his tight end um, and get them involved. RSJ would have had he would have been a top option if he would have held on to the the touchdown uh, at the end of the game. He would have been one of the top uh, tight ends for last week. So I would disagree with what you're saying. I would say RSJ is the only other option. Uh, And I wouldn't say in every single leagues type. Um, If you're in a deeper league, I think RSJ is a a fine option or or a a 12 team that maybe lost Greg Olson. You're looking for a a flex or a, a streamer for this week. I think that RSJ does have appeal. But other than that, you are correct. I'm not starting anybody. I'm not starting Fitz. Um, that defense does scare me. Uh, they, they've got two elite corners. You guys got two elite let me corners. Ha- and- let me just ask you something. Like, it, What is your confidence level, though, in starting Ricky Seals-Jones? Like, I know you want to start him, and you would in a desperation situation. He's so- that confident in rolling him out there. I'm more confident in rolling him out there than... David and Joku, and David and Joku. I agree with that, but I think that as a top I, ten, David Joe. Yeah, no, and I agree with that. And David and Joku is actually on my stay away list this week, and probably will be for a lot of the season. Because here's my take on Njoku, and we could just jump into this real quick. Is that Josh Gordon, as he gets ramped up, that's who's going to suffer the most is Njoku, because I think Njoku was the 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 big guy, the athletic guy that was going to take a lot of those targets, and now I think it's going to be Gordon. And I think that's it's going to be Gordon and Landry show for that for the that offense as far as receiving weapons, mm-hmm. and so for me I, I I'm kind of down I'm more down on Njoku than I than I was. But getting back to this game, my whole thing is yes I have I have RSJ as a desperation tight end and and let's be honest with tight end that's kind of a lot of the game anyways right mm-hmm. is desperation put a guy in there they're all kind of the same. So yes I I think that there are situations but um. David Johnson is the only guy, and and even after last week and this injury thing, I just don't know. Like, I need to see if this offense can like. Is he just going to be? I mean, his receiving ability will always keep him in it. So yeah. I'm not trying to pick too much after one week. Um, the Rams are the largest favorite of all the teams this week, um, and I actually think that the Raiders woke the Rams up this last Monday night because the first half of this game, the Raiders looked like they were in control. And then as soon as the second half hit, the Rams woke up and that defense was flying to the ball, three interceptions, a pick six. Uh, the pass rush was finally landing. And I don't I don't have a lot of faith in this this Cardinals offensive line. And and I we don't wish this on anybody, but the Cardinals have a track record of injuring quarterbacks, including Carson Palmer last year, Carson Wentz last year. So for me, like I would not be, they've improved that defensive line. I would not be surprised if if this is the last time Sam Bradford starts a game this year for the Cardinals. I mean, we've been talking about it all season. We've been talking about the guy, maybe not finishing the year healthy. 
this is not a good spot for the Cardinals to be in facing that daunting Rams defense. Yeah, for sure. And then when you look at the other side of the ball, uh, of course, you're starting Todd Gurley. I mean, shoot, Todd Gurley might go for 250 yards in this game. They couldn't stop anybody last week uh, between C, uh, Chris Thomas or Chris Thompson and and AP. So I, I, I mean, he he's probably gonna have a field day when you when you're looking at Todd Gurley. And then when you're looking at these wide receivers. Um, you know, Patrick Peterson is no longer covering the number one. He just covers a side now. So, you know, I feel confident in kind of starting any of these guys. I don't feel confident in saying that any of Who, these guys. Who's your, go ahead. Who's your season-long guy if you got to pick one from the Rams team for the uh, wide receiver? I think it's – I think it's – I think the touchdown guy is going to be Cooper Cup. I think you he has a very very uh, high ceiling when it comes to the touchdowns. When it, when you're talking about yardage and you're this, talking about the safest play, I think it's it's Brandon Cooks, right? He's he's small, he's elusive, he's fast, uh, he gets open really well. Uh, I think the odd man out, if anything that you're that you're going to be seeing is is going to be Woods. However, I think the, I think we're looking at an offense, and I and I seriously believe this. I think we're looking at an offense where you're going to be able to, at the end of the year, you're going to be able to make a case for all three of these guys. They're all going to be yeah. near around yeah, a thousand agree. yards uh, receiving, and and you're going to be happy to throw them in your flex uh, on given weeks. So um, I, I honestly would not be surprised if if all of them were fantasy relevant throughout the whole entire year. This is just a really good offense. Hell, this is a really good team. Let's face it; they're a Super Bowl favorite for a reason. They're really good. They, you know, and they know it too. That's why they're loading up on all this talent because they really want to give it a shot this year uh, before they have yeah. to start paying up guys. All right, moving on to the next game, we got the Detroit Lions at the San Francisco 49ers. Point total in Vegas is has them at forty eight. San Francisco is a six point favorite. Um, Man, we saw we saw. Uh, we're gonna start this off with Matthew Stafford. We saw a bad, bad day from Matthew Stafford, and a lot of people. I've been getting a lot of tweets saying drop Matthew Stafford. I I say not so fast. I say hold up. Uh, everyone has. Yeah, let me let me yeah. talk to the people for a second here, Johnny, because right. Matthew Stafford was my bromance, and uh, I had to take a long look at our relationship <laughs> this past week, and. Uh, wasn't feeling very good about it. But coming to this week against the San Francisco 49ers, Johnny, I'm excited again. I got, you know, it's like it's like Matt. Matt took me out to dinner, and he'd wine and dine me, and he got me all ready, and now he's laying rose petals on the bed. But either way, uh, I just want to say the Niners are a, they project to be a good matchup. This yeah. has a nice point total of 48. Um, they are not favorites in this game, which means game script could be in the sense that Listen, the Lions couldn't get anything going on the ground game this last week. No. Blunt is hurt. Not saying that I think that's a bad thing for the run game because I think Kerryon Johnson's better. But uh, I do think this is a nice bounce-back candidate, and we have reflected that in our rankings, which you can catch at thefantasywhispers.com. We have Matt Stafford as our number two quarterback consensus ranked this week just based purely on matchup. Mm. Um, so we're pretty high on him, and maybe you might say too high. But I I think we both agree that we we gonna, like I'm, this. I'm this doubling matchup. down. I'm doubling down on Matthew Stafford this week. Um, I, I think he'll be a good 
good play. Uh, what's your level of concern for Marvin Jones uh, with what we saw from Kenny G? I mean, we kind of talked about this coming into the season. Golden Tate still had a very, very good game, a very uh, a lot of targets. Yeah, big game, 15 targets. Yeah, so so what is uh, kind of project? Kinda, uh, that's how you feel about it? Uh, I'm just so pissed, Johnny. I like... I thought I had this pegged a certain way. I thought that we were going to see a Marvin Jones and Galladay show. And let's be honest, actually, I'm not as concerned as as people maybe are on Marvin Jones. Like I said at the top of the show, he dropped two balls for touchdowns. He was catching these balls last year. I got to think he gets it right. This is yeah. something he excels at. Um, and if he catches those balls, maybe that whole game is different, you know, in a different way. Maybe. Um, especially for Stafford because maybe his confidence level doesn't get a shot. So I'm not, I'm not panicking yet. I want to see how this shakes out over a couple more weeks. I think Marvin Jones is still worth it based on the touchdown upside. Galladay looks great. Continue to hold on to that guy. He's got flex appeal every week. Um, and then Tate has been steady. I mean, we could, if, if Stafford can get his act together and that defense is as bad as it showed, uh, they could be in for a very productive year and we could be looking oh, yeah. at back-to-back teams. We just talked about, with like the Rams where the lions can sustain maybe all three by the time we're, we're said and done. So I mean, when let's you, just, when, t- let's, that's why I think we're so confident in Stafford is because the weapons are there and game script should prove to, to be in his favor as far as chucking the ball around. And as I mean, you still look at the end of the day, he still threw for 275 yards and he's a warrior. You saw him get hit hard oh, time after claw- time and he up. still gets up he's comes, tough but he's like rocky balboa geez, out there all right he's like rocky balboa and you're just <laughs> like dude just stay down to throw in the towel and he just gets back up and keeps doing it so uh you gotta love that so, uh in interject if you got anything else on this but looks good i'm confident in starting him yep. as a tight end one every week yeah other than that i don't think you could start anybody else on san francisco right now maybe um, if Marquise Goodwin was to come back and be healthy, um, but I don't, it's not looking good. He's not practicing. So, right. Right. Uh, I, I agree with those. Yeah. So you good to move on yep, here. Yep. All so right. we're moving on here. It's the Oakland Raiders at the Denver Broncos. Um, the point total there is 46 with Denver favored by six. Listen, we didn't feel good about Cooper and Carr going into last week. And I don't feel good about it this week either, brother. Now they're on the road and they're facing another tough defensive front. I will take shares of Cook this week. I actually do like Cook to be successful. You look at the nobody or the no-name Will Disley last week for Seattle, lit up the Denver Broncos uh, for 100-plus yards and a touchdown. Um, But Cooper and Carr, I don't feel good about it. I think you have to, unfortunately, because of the stock, you have to wait and see on Cooper, but I don't think you can feel comfortable starting this guy. No, not at all. And, you know, and then you're looking at what the coach came out and said, and he basically John Gruden was like, well, it's going to be a little bit easier said than done getting Omari Cooper involved. <laughs> you never like to hear that as a fantasy owner, no. as a and fan he, of, of the Oakland Raiders. Like, that's not something they, you want to hear. So, yeah. um, so they follow that up with with signing Martavis Bryant. Exactly. So uh, I don't know how confident they are in Cooper. I don't know how confident you can be in Cooper. But on the flip side, you can be confident in these wide receivers. Yeah. And just as we kind of projected, uh, the Denver wide receivers are going to be valuable based on the fact that Case Keenum was an upgrade, a huge upgrade at the position for them 
listen, he's a good quarterback. People need to stop thinking that he's not. He's not a great quarterback. He's not a superb quarterback, but he's good. Yeah. He's going to do more than game manage. He's going to get his wide receivers involved. He doesn't necessarily throw the tight end, and I think that takes more skill to be able to rely on wide receivers. Um, but I will ask you this. Is Sanders maybe more valuable, or is he just as valuable as Demarius Thomas here? He led the team in targets. He looks good. Uh, I, yeah, he looks really, really good. And I actually am starting to lean a little bit that way, uh, believe it or not. I know that I've been super high on Demarius Thomas. And listen, I think that they're both going to be fantasy relevant. Like you just said, we saw that Diggs and Thielen were both fantasy relevant last year. Yep. And I don't see that yep. being any different this year. Um, I just think that Emmanuel Sanders has a higher ceiling um, than Demarius Thomas does. Um, you still saw it in the red zone, though. He still wanted to go to Demarius Thomas. So Demarius Thomas does have that touchdown upside. Emmanuel Sanders will tend to try to have to score a little bit further out, which is no problem because he's a speedster. I'm I'm rolling both of these guys out. The big question here that I want to touch on is the running back situation, right? So Royce, yep. Royce Freeman uh, disappointed for sure, 100%. I was expecting a whole lot more, and all of a sudden uh, we had this Lindsay character come out of nowhere, um, kind of. There was a little bit of noise coming out of training camp that they did like uh, Lindsey. Um, Philip Lindsey, who came out of Colorado, the, his game tape, he's fast. He's electrifying. But here's what I want to say about this. If you're a Royce Freeman owner, don't be scared. If you are a, if you were able to pick up Philip Lindsey, Travis, you might call me crazy. But I think that both of these players could be at the end of the year we could look back and say both of them are going to be fantasy relevant I think this offense could sustain that we know that they want to run the ball and when they're up just like this game script I think they're going we saw what they did at the end of that Seattle game right they were up they wanted to bleed the clock they wanted to uh, as I as I like to say they, they want to do a lot of nice good old-fashioned clock sucking and what did they do? They turned around and they gave the ball to Royce Freeman, and he plowed through that defense. And, uh, you know, he went from having a terrible fantasy day to salvaging, you know, and ended up coming out with seven and a half fantasy points uh, because they were able to do that, and they were they were able to rely on him. So in those game script, I think that he has that ability. I think he is the most talented running back in this backfield. However, when you can't deny Philip Lindsay's athletic ability and his skill, I think he will be the third down back. His ability to catch out of the backfield uh, is a weakness for Royce Freeman. So I, I think this could be a poor man's, dare I say it, Saints offense from last year. Could we see? Could we see Royce Freeman be a poor man's Ingram uh, and Lindsay be I a don't poor know. man's Kamara? No, because uh, no, because. Ingram maybe poor man because because Ingram is very talented as a receiver out of the backfield. Like yeah, we love Kamara, but like Ingram has been doing that for a long time. He's been catching right. screen passes and, and doing his thing. Yeah, I don't know that Royce Freeman has, has that part of his game, and I think with the emergence of Lindsey, I just think that Freeman's ceiling has been capped. Now I do tend to lean with you that if Lindsey can keep this up, and they are in continuous games where listen. I like that Denver defense, but it's not what it used to be. It's not going to shut teams down. So if they're continue to be in games where they're going to have this game script like it was, uh, you, you could see games where Lindsey and Freeman hold value. I do like Freeman more. 
I think his talent should win out. I think Lindsey may have been just a game-specific situation. We'll just have to wait and see. Definitely stash this guy because he was electrifying. For sure. On the flip side, the receiving back from the Oakland Raiders is actually a guy I really want to target, and that's Jalen Richard. I think if you can stash Jalen Richard, he is worth quite a bit, and here's why. I think that Oakland Raiders team is in for a long season. I think they will be down quite a bit in a lot of games, and they used Richard masterfully as a mismatch uh, you know, when coming back in that game and when down in that game. Um, so I like Richard. I think if, if you're hurting for running back, this is a guy that could end up with some flex appeal on a lot of weeks. And uh, so, so definitely a waiver guy, definitely a stash guy. But All right. moving on. All right, just a few more teams to go over before we let you go. We got the New England Patriots at the Jacksonville Jaguars, a 45-point Vegas total. New England is favored by a point. This is a rematch of last year's playoff game, which was a great game. Um, what are are you? Do you have concern? I mean, you're going to roll out Tom Brady. You're going to grow out Gronk. Um, these aren't the. This isn't the best matchup for them and if you're an owner of either one you just kind of got to suck it up because you're going to throw them out no matter what you don't have a better option uh, but there is concern there but moving past those two players do you have any confidence in Hogan who did nothing last year or uh, last week uh you know Philip Dorsett flashed is nope. that nope okay and then um <laughs> what about Rex no, I don't mean Burkhead? to cut you off but no, no, you're good. I, I don't want Burkhead I don't want um, anybody. I don't want anybody but Brady Gronk and James White actually in this one. Yeah, I and agree. I think that I think the thing is, is like, look, we're not messing with some scrub defense. Yes, I know the Patriots have always been this elite offense, and Brady's good under pressure. He will be good, but he'll be good because he gets rid of the ball quick, and he does it to Gronk, and he does it to James White, and that's what it, that's going to be his safety net in this game. Do I think there will be some targets for Dorsett here? Yes. I think he filled out a lot of that Edelman role in this last game, but I just think that it's going to be a James White and Gronk show. I think Burkhead, you can't, I mean, especially with the concussion now, you can't trust yeah. it. Sony Michelle, you're not going to trust coming late from preseason and injured. Right. So for me, you got to just be confident in those guys. On the flip side of the ball, I'm interested to see if any of these wide receivers or if Austin Safarian Jenkins can separate as a consistent wide receiver or a consistent number one offense number one option in this offense. And that's because they were all around four five and six targets in the last game. Mm. So I don't know that we've had a separation just yeah. yet into this new season of who that guy's going to be. And then the Fournette injury watch, right? TJ Yeldon, Fournette, what's going to happen? You know, Fournette's telling ESPN that he's going to play. Um, so if he plays, is he going to be a hundred percent? Are you confident that he's going to be the same workload he always gets when he's a hundred percent? Uh, I don't because TJ Eldon looked pretty good last week, and that's the concern I have is that why would you push it this early in the season? We know what type of injury risks and, and injury past that Fournette has, so why push it this early in the season? I'm not saying he's not going to play. I think he could play, but I think that they could limit uh, the number of touches that he has. 
you know, I, I don't feel super confident enough to say, oh, roll out Yeldon this week. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that either. Um, a guy that I am kind of interested on that side of the ball is Keelan Cole or D.D. Westbrook. I want to see, you know, Westbrook led the offense in targets uh, for the wide receivers, but Keelan Cole had the, you know, the bigger plays, and he kind of could take that number one role more so he's more built to take that number one role whereas dd is more of a smaller and he uh, has the he has the rapport with Bortles. like right. he should be the guy you look at down the stretch he was a wide receiver one for the last seven games of the year right. last year with blake Bortles. so yeah if if you um, had I do think it's to, built that way but i think if you had to travis start one wide receiver for uh the jaguars who would it be uh I'm going to take Keelan Cole. I agree with you there. I think Keelan Cole's the right play. I do like T.D. Westbrook's upside, though. Yeah. If for some reason... Oh, he's talented. Bortles he's super going to, talented. If, if somebody go, If for some reason Bortles starts going to Westbrook and can get the ball consistently to him, he's going to be a guy that can actually get into wide receiver one territory hey. on a consistent basis. D.D. Westbrook, um, Westbrook, another Sooners player. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Moving on to... Um, not the Sooners. Uh, basically, the neighbors, Dallas Cowboys, are going to be hosting yep. uh, the New York Giants this week on the Sunday night football game. And the point total is a little low here, 42 points. Actually, looking back, this is actually the lowest point yeah. total. So we talked yeah. about the Bill Chargers. This is actually the lowest point total. And looking at last week's game, you can, you can see why both Eli and Dak look really bad. Dallas is favored here by three. They are at home. So it's essentially even basically because of the the home thing there. Dak and this passing office, Johnny, I'm scared, man. I don't want any part of Dak. I don't want any part of this passing offense. Yeah. I think we had high hopes for them, but I just think that we are seeing it now more than ever. Dak is a guy that's relied on rushing touchdowns in his career, and that has been predicated on a offense that can move quite a bit more than this offense seems to be able to at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think this is he doesn't I think it's tough for me to trust these guys. Yeah, I I think he doesn't have that type of rapport that we, you know, thought he could develop this quickly into the season. Um, Maybe further on down the line, he will develop that and they'll get a little bit better. But I mean, this offensive line is so banged up. Uh, Travis, we saw it last week. It, they couldn't move the ball at all. Their only option is Ezekiel Elliott. And honestly, that is their only realistic option. They need to give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott more than 15 times. I think that will happen because they got a lot of flack for uh, it not just giving him. shocks me. Every year it feels like like Jason Garrett's got to be done soon, right? Dude, I, I, yeah. like Every year I feel like this guy gets the same memo every year and, and misses it. Like yeah. he just can't file his TPS reports, the cover sheet on his <laughs> TPS reports. Like, dude, give the ball to Zeke, give it to him 20 times, and shut your mouth and win the game. Right. Like, that's exactly what you need to do. But every year, I feel like he falls in love with Dak Prescott over and over again and wants Dak Prescott to be the Aaron Rodgers of the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. It's not going to happen, dude. Like, he needs to lean on the run game and let that open up the passing game. Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree with you here. I do think that this game is a return to form for not only Zeke, but OBJ. I think OBJ yeah. is a good bet to score here. I think uh, Dallas is not anything to be concerned about on defense. Obviously, you're starting Saquon Barkley. He looked amazing. Yep. Are you concerned about Evan Ingram any? 
Um, to be honest with you, no, I am not. And I will say that because, one, all tight ends had a terrible week one. Two. Not all. Not my boy Jordan Reed. Okay. Okay, who's out there hip right. thrusting his way to a yeah. touchdown. All right, the majority of, of tight ends. Uh, the second one was that he, Eli did not look that good last week. He overthrew Ingram on a couple yeah. of wide-open plays, just like he did OBJ in the end zone twice. Uh, thanks, Eli. Um, but I, I, I don't think that Ingram is as bad as he was last week. I think he will be more involved, and I think that he's going to be a, a decent tight end this year. I, I'm not losing faith. Now, if he comes out and throws up another stinker and Eli actually does connect on his targets this week, I would get concerned. But at this point, I would actually consider uh, Evan Ingram a buy low at this point right now uh, because I, we've seen the talent that he has. But that's just me. Okay. I, I mean, I could buy that. Yeah. that I can buy that. Moving on to the Monday night game. Last game bum, of the bum, week. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, Seattle Seahawks at the Chicago Bears. Another low point total, 43.5, with Chicago being a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Listen, Chicago, by all rights, probably should have won the game against the Packers, if not for the fantasy Jesus Christ himself. Oh, and maybe goodness. the NFL Jesus Christ. Could be Aaron Rodgers. Could be, but I like this to you be saw, a bounce hey, back game. Really quick, sorry to sorry to interrupt. You saw that even Tom Brady came out and was like, "He's the most amazing fan, uh, football player I've ever seen." Like, even greatness can even when, greatness when go- can understand greatness. Hey, like, game recognizes game, bro, as Jay Z would like to say. Exactly. Uh, I like a bounce back game here for the Chicago Bears, though. I like them to bounce back in a big way here, Burton. I mean, you've seen it. We've texted to each other the Twitter picture all over the place of, you know, the Where's Waldo, Trey Burton in the end zone. Basically, he was wide open, and Trubisky missed him. Now, um, wide, wide open dude, is I think an understatement. Gonna, yeah, I mean, like literally the open, the most open you could get, like Grand Canyon <laughs> yeah. uh, depth and width uh, between defenders. So. He was wide open, didn't get that. Um, I like him to bounce back. And Howard, man, how good did Jordan Howard actually look to you? Three down back, real, loving this matchup against Seattle that just saw all those running backs in Denver have a good day. And Howard Howard looked like a real legitimate receiver out of the backfield. Oh, my gosh, he is that's what one, I want to touch he is a, on. He was, he was, his running, I knew what he was going to do in the running game. But Travis, five catches. Five catches out of the backfield. Yeah. I yep. mean, you you got more got more targets, got more catches than Tariq Cohen. That's yep. what I think was huge. Yes, it's a limited workflow or a game flow because of the way that game went. Basically, in the second half, they barely touched the ball um, based on the, the Green Bay Packers show that happened there. But yeah, Howard looked good. And it wasn't just these five catches that he got. You know, five targets, five catches. Yeah. He caught every single one of them. Right. So he's trying to put that to bed. Yep. But it was the way he caught these balls. Some of these were off to the side. Um, he, he was making really good skilled catches. I expect I expect OBJ catches next week. But based on what I saw <laughs> last week. Yeah, it, it, I don't know about all that. But yeah, I, I'm excited about Jordan Howard. This is why he was a bromance. I really felt that he could be a poor man's Todd Gurley, if you will, based on the fact that he, if he got his receiving in order, 
They wouldn't be able to take him off the field. He would force himself um, into those matchups to be that chess piece for this this offense. And listen, I'm not sold that Trubisky is a great quarterback. So yeah. I think he's going to lean on guys like the tight end and right. the running backs. And I think who better than Jordan Howard? Um, so the other side of the ball here, uh, there's two things I really think we should touch on here. Who will be Wilson's number one with Baldwin out? We've got Tyler Lockett. We've got um, Disley, Will Disley, and we've got Brandon Marshall. One of these guys should break away. We know that um, Wilson has a tendency to lean on a guy, whether it was Jimmy Graham and Doug Baldwin last year, whether it's Doug Baldwin over his career. Who Who is going to be worth it? For me, I kind of like Marshall here. I think he looked good. He also has the red zone prowess, so he'll have the touchdown upside. Um, and, and like I said, I think that he is a more sure thing to be a safety blanket in an offense that doesn't project to be very good. Uh, is that your thought your thought process as well? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I like the way that you broke that down. Um, couldn't disagree with you more. And I, I think that Whoa, Russ, couldn't disagree or, with me. I couldn't, more, huh? I couldn't agree with you more. Excuse well, me. Have at uh, it, bro. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I'm starting Russell Wilson. My question is Chris Carson. The news came out, you know, today that, you know, Pete Carroll came out and confirmed Chris Carson is going to be the starter. He looked way better, which I agree. Are you, what is your confidence level? Are you, do you still think Rashad Penny is a stash? Are you very, very concerned now with Rashad Penny? Yeah, Chris Carson is your boy from last year. What What are your thoughts moving forward before we let the people go? I like Chris Carson. He looked good. If he continues to fumble, though, they will have no choice but to work Penny in more. Penny did get a good amount of work. Um, I think he will always be there as a thorn in the side, but I think un until Carson stops being a good running back, uh, um, like Carson's the guy to have here, mm -hmm. and Penny would just be a piece to stash in, in hopes that Carson continues to fumble or uh, that Seattle, and this is a huge possibility as well, that Seattle gets out of a caring about winning mode because I just don't see them being very good this year and they start seeing their other pieces and moving on from pieces they're not going to keep around like a Chris Carson and a pen who spent all this draft stock and they need to see him this year which I think you've seen I mean they've they've given him work they continue to want to work him in even though he's came in overweight he's gotten hurt all these things they continue to go back to him um, but I, I like Carson right now and, and nothing's changed my view on that um, recently all right, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you are catching us on YouTube, please go over and subscribe to our iTunes, Google Play, or, or Stitcher. Uh, you will get automatic notifications on there whenever we release a new show. Bing. Exactly. Hit the little bell if you're on YouTube. That way you will get a notification on there anytime we release any new video content. As well as follow us on Instagram or Facebook. We've been releasing a ton of really awesome content and, and videos. As well as check us out on thefantasywhispers.com. we got our rankings up there. Yeah. We're doing a lot of, of, of week you know, weekly pickups and everything like that. Travis is putting out a lot of articles on that. So make sure you are constantly going over there and checking that out. Travis, yeah, check it out. Like basically, you know, the rundown is this Tuesday. We'll be giving you a know, waiver piece, let you know who to, you know, kind of target Wednesday. Our rankings are up Thursday. We've got the players away piece. So, you know, who you can feel good about starting, who you should feel confident in benching or, 
or looking elsewhere at. And so that's going to be the program every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, this fresh content on the fantasywhispers.com. And then, of course, we have our episodes a week. We're going to review every game. We're going to preview every game. We're trying to prepare you guys and help you dominate your league. So please help us out. Get your emails up on our website. We'll get you part of the mailing list, and we'll get you this content for free. We're putting a lot of man hours, a lot of sweat, a lot of blood, a lot of tears into this content for you. But we love you, and we want to see you guys succeed. Listen, Johnny, it's week two, baby. Let's do this. Let's do it. All right. That's Big Travi. I'm Johnny Game Time Hicks. Until next time, peace. Peace. Oh, hey. I didn't see you there. You must be stopping by for another Wisp Perspective. I'm Austin Sear. Let's talk about change. The season has begun. Week one is in the books. Autumn is almost here, and summer is quickly fading away. Kind of like some of those preseason predictions. No need to panic, though. As the leaves begin to fall, the trees remind us that change is beautiful. Embrace it. Evolution is undefeated, unlike half the fantasy teams out there. The NFL has seen a lot of evolution recently, and I personally am more excited about it than ever. While we are far from problem-free, the conversations surrounding impactful issues such as CTE, police brutality, and accountability for domestic violence have matured, they're becoming cemented in the mainstream conversation, and finally being addressed. This is a good thing, and so are the rules that have been implemented to make the game more sustainable. I know someone's uncle will be out there and say, this isn't football, and you know what, sir? Yes, it is. Football evolves every year, and that is fantastic. In 1906, the projectile pass, or forward pass, was introduced, and I'm sure someone's uncle was saying, this isn't football at that time too. The game today is more dynamic, faster, more jaw-dropping than ever, and dare I even say it, better. But most importantly, it's becoming sustainable, and that's what we all really want. Well, that in a dominating fantasy season. On that note, be sure to stay connected with the Fantasy Whispers all season long. As the season progresses, they'll be dropping knowledge like it was a pass thrown to Tom Brady in the 2018 Super Bowl. If you don't know, now you know. I'm Austin Sear. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whisperers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whisperers.